Come see what's new and exciting at Carpet Design. Every Saturday from 10 to 3, take 20% off on flooring in the warehouse. Large selection, too. Free estimates, 643 Riverside Street, Carpet Design. With more than 30 years of providing excellent service to Sheridan area businesses, Parker Mellinger has the knowledge and expertise to help solve your bookkeeping problems, answer questions about IRS notices, and discuss your business concerns. Schedule a review of your financial records today, and we'll find solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls, and meetings. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. There's lots of fish under that ice just waiting for you, and they can be worth some cash. Get your rods and reels ready for the third annual Rotary Club Ice Fishing Derby at Lake Desmet Saturday, February 25th. You'll have a chance to win the $25,000 grand prize and prizes in four categories. $1,000 for the largest fish, $300 for second place, $200 for third, and $250 tag fish. Tickets available during Derby Day at the lake, also at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports in Sheridan, or online at SheridanRotary.org. And oh, by the way, helicopter rides will be available as well, weather permitting. Sheridan's Rotary Ice Fishing Derby at Lake DeSmet, Saturday, February 25th, brought to you by Tegler & Associates, Sheridan Media, Interior Images, Century 21 BHJ Realty, Precision Excavation, Aaron Waddell, DYT Creative Marketing Solutions, Dawson Megan Power Sales & Associates of Century 21 BHJ Realty, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, Hammer Chevrolet, Elevate Financial, and Wyoming Aviation Association. Tax season's greetings from your friends at HR Block. Whether you choose to file virtually, in person, or via drop-off, let's make it a season worth celebrating. File your way with HR Block and get upfront, transparent pricing, expert help at every step, and a max refund guarantee that means you'll ring in the season by getting every dollar you deserve. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. See hrblock.com slash guarantees. Hi, this is Barb Hodson with your family-owned H&R Block in Sheridan. Visit us today. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors. We understand everybody's situation is different. Not everyone that comes to Prime Rate Motors is looking for a new vehicle. We also sell and install GR brand flatbed conversions and Krogman bale feeders. Looking for a trailer? We offer a complete line of GR, Wilson, Merritt, flatbeds, stock trailers, even tandem axle enclosed cargo trailers. Stop in, let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, the weather's been a little rough the last couple of days. Hunker down and weather in place if you can. Many schools and public buildings have been closed for the day. Check your listings on SheridanMedia.com. The city of Sheridan has declared a snow alert until further notice. So please do not park your vehicles on those snow routes within the city. City Works Director Hans Mercer and his team have a lot of work to do, so let's uh, help them out. 
Goose Creek Transit has suspended all services today. That includes the fixed route and the door-to-door. Now, the Game and Fish has also closed for the day, and so has the courthouses of Sheridan and Johnson Counties, as well as the city halls of both Sheridan and Buffalo. But still joining me this morning all the way from the University of Wyoming is the Director of Institutional Communications, Mr. Chad Baldwin. Good morning, Chad. How are you? Doing fine, Floyd. How are you? I'm doing very well. How's the weather in Albany County? Here's a crazy thing, Floyd. I think we might be the only place in Wyoming that's not getting hit with snow. We we have very little. <laughs> we got a tiny a tiny bit last night and uh, nothing so far today. It's uh, it's very cold, but um, we're for whatever reason we're getting off uh, on this one. Wow. Usually uh, it's it's almost the exact opposite. You guys tend to get so many storms blown in there by that wind. Uh, so, you know, I guess I would say enjoy the great weather while it lasts. Uh, it's good to hear that you guys aren't buried under feet of snow. Now, uh, talking about the university, um, you guys are always seemingly working with NASA in one capacity or another. It, great competitions. Recently, a UW professor uh, has teamed up with other professors using NASA's web telescope to reveal gas and dust in nearby galaxies. This is pretty amazing, Chad. Uh, What does this study entail? Sure. So this is Danny Dale. He's a a professor of astronomy here at UW. He's actually been here uh, quite a while. Uh, one of you know he's one of our real standouts, and he's uh, he's one of 21 uh, 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 peop- you know prof- scientists, astronomers across the uh, the country and beyond who are who are part of this uh, project that involves the James Webb Space Telescope, which is the that's the premier s- telescope that you know was launched I think in 20 end of 2021 that NASA and some partners put up there, and and it's giving. Uh, Giving us a look at the at the uh, cosmos that we've never had before in such detail that it's just incredible. And so uh, so Danny and then his uh, graduate student Kiana Henney um, uh, have been uh, you know right at the forefront of this this amazing new project that's made, been made possible by this telescope. It is absolutely amazing to see the images uh, from this telescope. Um, you know, it's showing us a night sky that uh, the naked eye could never see. And going even beyond that, past the night sky, <clears throat> these scientists are actually looking at galaxies, watching stars be formed, uh, which is absolutely fascinating. Um, it, just being able to see a galaxy alone is fascinating, but to actually watch it work. Uh, it's magic. Now, how did Professor Dale become involved in this? Well, I mean, we have uh, we have a really good astronomy program here. Of course, we have our we have our a great observatory right down here at Gelm Mountain, uh, southwest of Laramie, uh, and uh, this has been a, an area of distinction for the university for many years. And uh, and and uh, I mean, Danny is the one who's involved in this particular project, but the uh, you know. We have top flight scientists here, and 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 so uh, I'm not sure if there was a 
it was a competition or if they pursued him or just how the the connection came about but um uh uh he's you know part of this you know elite group of astronomers that are using this fat, fabulous new tool I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing. Is is there any way that uh, Professor Dale will be able to come home with some images, or or perhaps share those so that we could see them in the future? Well, uh, you know, we're there. The, the the gatekeeper on the actual imagery is is NASA itself, and so they're releasing those as they come out. Came out, you know, when we did our press release, we we were able to put out two real high, uh, the high res images that were provided to us by NASA. Um, but uh, you know, so that's those will be. I think there will be a steady stream of these over you know the next number of years, as they're uh, as they're reaching new, you know, corners of the universe and the galaxies, and so it's uh, it should be pretty cool to see. It's absolutely fascinating, and I've always been extremely interested in space. Uh, astronomy, astrophysics, uh, you know, I could just never get the math nailed down. <laughs> and that, probably that's the most important part, I think. And, yep. you know, I'm sure his graduate student, uh, I'm sure she's worked very, very hard. But also, what a lucky opportunity for a graduate student to be able to take part in such a prestigious study, uh, you know, I'm sure she's up there rubbing elbows with uh, some of the nation's greatest astronomers and astrophysicists uh, having conversations that would probably blow my mind. I, it, it, this is a great opportunity, isn't it? It sure is, and it's and, and while maybe that this particular project, it's a graduate student involved. Um, Floyd, we've got we've got undergraduates. You come down here as an undergraduate, you can participate in our our uh, our Gel Mountain Observatory and and uh, and and be involved in that kind of stuff right off the bat, uh, 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 even before being a you know getting your degree. Uh, while you're pursuing your bachelor's degree, you get those kind of opportunities. And I think for a lot of people who may not be within the scientific community, being able to take part in studies like this uh, are, are pretty, pretty rare. But at the same time, if you get to do something like this, you can put that on your resume and go forward with that uh, in, in a huge way. I mean, people are going to be you know, looking at these studies for years to come and to have your name on one of those papers and to do that work. I can only imagine the opportunities that would come even after that. Now, uh, how many have we only seen the two images so far, or can we jump on maybe NASA's got a website that we can view more? Yeah, you, you can. Yep. You, you go, just Google James Webb Space Telescope, and uh, and you'll see uh, there are uh, there are other plenty of other images that have been released as well. Absolutely incredible. Uh, again, another fantastic opportunity for everybody involved in that. Now, moving on to uh, some uh, other great opportunities, UW has awarded top scholarship to 100 Wyoming students uh, who will be taking part in, in, in studies like this and others. Chad, can you tell us a little bit about this uh, scholarship? Yeah, so it's the, the Trustee Scholars Award. Uh, that's our, our premier scholarship the university awards every year. 
Uh, we always, every year, it's a hundred of them that go out to uh, to the top students in Wyoming, and uh, so we it, we always announce them this time of year, and uh, and so we have a new a new you know crop of uh, of the highest performing students in Wyoming being offered this scholarship at the university, and the vast majority of them actually end up accepting and taking it and coming. But um, it's uh, this is a pretty select group of students. It's the the average. Uh, ACT score for these students is 32, and their average GPA is 3.97. So uh, wow, yeah, pretty impressive uh, group of, group of young people. Now, what is this scholarship award? So this is full. This is full tuition and fees. It's also uh, uh, housing. So your your standard double room and board. So you get a meal plan, housing, uh, and then all your tuition and fees paid for. All four for four years, a four-year scholarship. Oh wow! You have to maintain, you know, you have to keep, you have to get, stay enrolled for at least twelve hours, and and then keep a three-point-two-five GPA. But uh, um, that's four-year full ride. Absolute full ride. Uh, a, a amazing opportunity. Is there always one hundred students, Ted? That, that's the way it's been the past several years. Yes, that's how many. Uh, how many we we select and offer it to? And, and you know, the, students, the, the major- students have to the students have to apply for it. I mean, they they apply uh, in the fall semester, and then and we actually have a process where they we, we this year the weather kind of messed things up a bit, but they come down for interviews, and uh, uh, there's this you know a selection process that happens in addition to just the having the GPA and ACT score. Wow, so this this has a, a heavy vetting process involved. I I can only imagine how many kids probably apply for this every year. Uh, you know, a lot of brilliant kids out there. Now, Chad, I've got a list here that you sent me. The kids that I've got are local kids from Sheridan, Buffalo, and Bighorn and Tongue River. You mind if I read those names off real quick? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Uh, these kids are going to get a full ride for four years out of the top 100 here in the state of Wyoming. Uh, from Sheridan High, Eva Allred, Olivia Ballew, Ellen Brown, Evan Feck, Logan Gilbert, Annie Hoffman, Kyle Rockwell, Aiden Roth, and Jake Woodrow. From Bighorn High School, Sander Mogg and Caitlin Schultz. From Buffalo High, Nate Raza. And from Tongue River High School, Wyatt Carlson and Bonner Wood. Congratulations from Sheridan Media to these hardworking students. We wish you the the best of luck as you head out there and embark into the next chapter of your lives. On that, Chad, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll have more. With the University of Wyoming, this is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. 
as part of their community commitment, the Sheridan County School District Number 2 High School Booster Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Located at 30 North Gould Street in Sheridan, and they provide a myriad of services. What is a registered agent, you may ask? The real question is, what aren't they? Wyoming Corporate Office can assist you in forming your LLC or Wyoming-based corporation, provide mail forwarding service, and accept legal and financial documents, and so much more. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. You bagged your trophy elk. Now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. You know, back in the day, eggs and toilet paper were so plentiful that we used to throw them at the homes of our enemies. And the same goes today for your 4 before side-by-side and snowmobile. They're no longer able to be tuned up by you or fixed by you. And if you do do it, you won't do it right. Enter Hando Service Center, where if you can't get your machine into the shop, Joel will come and get it, fix it up, tune it up, and bring it back easy-peasy, non-greasy. Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. A favorite classic, the acting company's production of The Three Musketeers, comes to life on the Y.O. stage Sunday, February 26th at 4 p.m. Set against the backdrop of injustice and chivalry, intrigue and betrayal abound as Athos, Porthos, Aramis, and D'Artagnan fight for justice with swagger, style, and swordplay against the underhanded Cardinal and his minions. Tickets for The Three Musketeers, available now at the Y.O. box office or online at yotheater.com. The Albert J. Goodwater FFA Alumni Barn Bash online silent auction is in full swing today through Saturday at 8 p.m. on SheridanMedia.com. You'll find items like windshield repairs, a wheelbarrow full of gardening supplies, gift baskets, feed, and much, much more. Auction items begin at 50% of retail and proceeds help fund local FFA scholarships. What are you waiting for? The FFA Alumni Online Auction happening right now at SheridanMedia.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. And just as a reminder, with the weather being a little rough outside, many schools and public buildings have been closed for the day. Please check the listings at SheridanMedia.com. The city of Sheridan has declared a snow alert until further notice. So please do not park your vehicles on the snow routes within the city. Also, Goose Creek Transit has suspended all services for the day. That's fixed route and the door-to-door. The Game and Fish has closed their doors for the day. And so as the courthouses of Sheridan and Johnson counties, as well as the city halls of both Sheridan and Buffalo. Over the phone this morning, I'm speaking with the Director of Institutional Communications at the University of Wyoming, Mr. Chad Baldwin. 
This morning, Chad shared yet another story of UW scientists and students helping to solve the mysteries of the stars. And if you like science, then you should know that beginning March 5th and running until the 7th, the annual Wyoming State Science Fair for middle and high school students will once again be hosted on the University of Wyoming campus. Chad, what will the junior scientists be seeing when they head down there to the UW campus? Well, um, Floyd, of course, this is now the, uh, the university is the, the host, uh, but the state science fair has been, been around for a long time, you know, and, and there are regional science fairs where students display the research they've done, the findings, and then the winners of that, the regional ones, then come to the state science fair. So that's uh, that, that's what has allowed them to qualify them to come here. Now, when they're here, then they'll they'll have, they have their science fair where they'll show their posters and their research to judges. Many of them actually, you know, will be uh, university faculty and and uh, perhaps even some of our university students will be judges. Uh, but then the students, the the these students from around the state will have the opportunity. They'll take part in the planetarium shows. Of course, we've got a great planetarium here. Other types of activities. They'll tour our great facilities here. Uh, they're going to be in our makerspace workshop. Uh, so there, there, there's a lot of uh, social opportunities and then just seeing what the university is all about while they're down here. Um, and so uh, these, these are budding scientists from, from uh, schools across the state. I think that's fantastic. They're going to get down there and and almost be a little overwhelmed at all the opportunities, uh, uh, you know, especially those hands-on kind of scientists that really like to, you know, get dirty or 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 make something. That makerspace is is absolutely amazing. Have you been? Uh, have you attended these in the past, Chad? It's been a number of years, but yeah, I did pop in uh, one year. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean. I, these, uh, uh, it's amazing to see the work that these students do at their schools, you know, their K-12 schools across the state, and then, uh, I, and then come down here and kind of be part of a community, right, a, a scientific community. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, it's not just an opportunity as far as academia, but like you said before, the, the socializing is, is really important. Getting down there and meeting like-minded individuals who want to dedicate themselves to a particular science. I mean, that can be so motivational for a junior high and a high school student. Um, now, uh, will this event itself be open to the public? They always have a, uh, a public part where the, the student research dis displays are, are up so that people can come see. And that's and yes, they have that set for the after the afternoon and evening of Monday, March sixth, in our uh, in the Wyoming Union here. Uh, that uh, that's the public part, uh, and then uh, you can actually talk to the students themselves at their you know as they're displaying their research uh, between two thirty and three thirty that afternoon. But the 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 displays are up from one fifteen to nine p.m. that day. You know, uh, every time I attend one of these science fairs, uh, whether it be local or, or larger ones, because um, I've had to cover them for papers in the past, I'm always impressed with the problems that they find 
that they want to help out with. I, I think that's really a part of science that not a lot of people take into consideration. Uh, you're looking for a problem, something to solve, and as soon as that's solved, you just move on to the next problem. Now, when it comes to awards, what do they earn uh, through this competition? You know, Floyd, I don't have those details here, but there's a whole host of them for uh, for the different disciplines. I mean, we're talking every theory from mathematics to uh, to behavioral and social science, animal science, chemistry, environmental management. There's a whole whole host of things, and there's a, a bunch of awards scattered across those categories and for other things. Um, and uh, one thing I might want to point out too, Floyd, not to change the topic too much, but I mean. We, we This isn't the only event like this we have at UW. We have the university, I think, usually plays host to the the, uh, the History Day competition that, ha- that happens. Um, you know, the future business leader of America uh, convention has been here and there at UW the past several years. Uh, we have, of course, music camps, art, uh, art competitions that involve high school and middle school students across the state that come right here to Laramie. And so... Uh, you know, this is the state's university, and 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 those connections with the K-12 system are really, really important for us. Oh, absolutely. I, I, You know, the looks on those kids' faces when they're walking through the campus, if they've never been there before, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're just in awe of a lot of the stuff that's going on down there. So, you know, being able to kind of peek into uh, the studies and, and the work that's being done down there is such a huge advantage for kids, no matter the discipline. Uh, but knowing that, you know, living here in Wyoming, I can go to college here, I can get the same opportunities here as I can in a big city, and in many cases, better opportunities because it's not so crowded. Uh, you know, more of a personal experience, really. You betcha. Now, speaking of science, uh, I don't have a lot of time left, but UW has received funding from the Department of Energy for a carbon project that's going to be taking place in the Pacific Northwest. Chad, what is this carbon project? So it's similar to what uh, what uh, we're doing in, uh, in, uh, in in the Powder River Basin, Floyd, which is exploring the idea of of uh, uh, getting CO2, carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and into the ground. And, uh, you know, that there's a big project underway. It's under, called the Carbon Safe Initiative that's happening uh, in, uh, in the Gillette area. This now is basically just evidence that our School of Energy Resources is one of the national leaders in this area of study because now their, their expertise is being um, relied upon to, to look at this in another part of the country. And so this is uh, this is being done, in the, I believe, in the Hermiston, or Oregon area, and uh, and it's being con- done in conjunction with uh, the Pacific Northwest National Laboratory and a number of other uh, private and public entities that are uh, exploring how that idea of storing carbon underground in um, a geological formation uh, there in uh, in in that part of the country in the Pacific Northwest. The University of Wyoming has always been at the forefront of energy. Uh, you know, I used to live right out there by the power station that you guys have, and I would drive by it heading to the armory every day. 
Chad, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us and keeping us updated on the great things that are happening at UW. Uh, you know, you're, you're lucky, and I, I, I hope that luck sticks with you and all of this weather either goes right above you or right past you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You know, we call it Laradice here, uh, Floyd, as you know, and so uh, this, this is one example of where that actually applies in, in, the, middle of, in, the, middle of, in the middle of winter. Yep. <laughs> the the hidden valley all right chad thank you so much when we come back we're going to talk with the sheridan county public library system this is public pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 fm sheridan Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan County School District Number 2 High School Booster Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Hey, hockey fans, the season is starting to wind down, but the Sheridan Junior Hawks Hockey Club is back on the home ice this Friday and Saturday night against the Yellowstone Quake in the Whitney Rink at the M&M Center. It's Cancer Awareness Weekend with a special jersey auction in support of the Welch Cancer Center. Just go to 32auctions.com slash hawks307. Bring the whole family, grab some refreshments, and enjoy a weekend of hockey with your Sheridan Hawks. Wrap Plumbing and Heating can handle any job you have, big or small. From new construction to a pesky leaking toilet, the professionals at Wrap Plumbing and Heating are here to assist you. Drippy faucet? Sure. New shower hardware? No problem. Plumbing an entire new house? For sure. Logs that need snaked? Oh yeah. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has not met a job they can't handle. Too big a crap? Call Dan Rapp at 429-1196. It's all right here, everything you need. Whether you're in the saddle or out in the town, take advantage of this special offer from Shipton's Big R and Ariat. Receive a $20 gift card with your $100 purchase of Ariat Denim. Ariat Denim is expertly constructed from the inside out. You'll know they're the right jeans for you the moment you put them on. Men's, ladies, kids, we have you covered with the comfortable feel of Ariat denim at Shipman's Big R. Offering the largest, most complete selection of Ariat with a fit and finish for everybody. And now through March 5th, you'll get a $20 gift card with your $100 Ariat jeans purchase at Shipman's Big R on Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. Branded with quality. Remember, this offers good through March 5th. The Albert J. Goodwater FFA Alumni Barn Bash online silent auction is in full swing today through Saturday at 8 p.m. on SheridanMedia.com. You'll find items like windshield repairs, a wheelbarrow full of gardening supplies, gift baskets, feed, and much, much more. Auction items begin at 50% of retail, and proceeds help fund local FFA scholarships. What are you waiting for? The FFA Alumni Online Auction happening right now at SheridanMedia.com.
Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Now, due to the weather this morning, a lot of public buildings have been closed. Make sure that you check the listings on SheridanMedia.com. As soon as they come to us, we try to get them up there for you. The city of Sheridan has declared a snow alert until further notice, so please don't park your cars or your trucks on those snow routes within the city. City Works Director Hans Mercer and his team have a lot of work to do, so we want to make sure that they can get it done. Goose Creek Transit has suspended all services for today. That's both the fixed route and the door-to-door. Also closed are the Game and Fish, our courthouses in Sheridan and Johnson Counties, and the city halls of both Sheridan and Buffalo. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the executive director of the Sheridan County Public Library System, Mr. Cameron Duff. Good morning, Cameron, and welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, how are you doing, uh, Farron, in the weather this morning? Well, uh, unfortunately, it's uh, I get hit just as much as anyone else. So, yeah, I have a, about three or four foot drifts I have to plow through to get out of my house. Uh, my pipes froze this morning, so I've been working on that. And, yeah, and the worst part is that I did have to shut down the library. So the library, all four locations will be closed today. Just can't get um, staff to get into the building. Now, when it comes to uh, uh, the closing those structures, closing the, the library, what is the structure that you follow? Is it, is it just, I can't get staff in there, or if the courthouse closes, do you have to close? So um, I follow the courthouse a lot. So if the county is saying, hey, we need to shut down, emergency management um, coordinator says that, I'm going to take that as the lead and go from there. However, there have been times where the courthouse has shut down and we have stayed open. A um, couple weeks ago that happened. The courthouse closed down like at 1 o'clock, and I kept us open till 7 just because I had so many kids in the building. So I don't want to shut it down mid-cycle and, and send someone out onto the street. Um, so that plays a factor in it. Something like today, I'm, I'm listening to the... Uh, the city, the county, the state, if the plows are having problems getting the roads open, um, I'm not going to go ahead and try to, to force the library to get open. But there's been times where I've opened it up and it's just been me and another person in there. So uh, I think it really depends on the situation. This is just a bad storm, and to wait it out is probably the best for everyone. Yeah, hunker down, make sure you got some extra soup, right? That's it's kind of yes, the... Absolutely. the plan for the day uh and and i want to thank you for doing your best to keep that open especially for our local kids um you know last time you were on the show you and i spoke about how it's gotten pretty busy and some of the kids are actually using the library almost like a hangout joint and and i think that's fantastic you know if my kid's gonna hang out somewhere i <laughs> the library certainly isn't the worst place to go um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, when it comes to the library, though, there is going to be some construction 
and and that was to start today. Will that be postponed, or will that will you go forward with the construction uh, process this morning? Well, so it actually started yesterday. Um, so oh, fantastic! Odell, uh, yeah, Odell Construction came in. They built a temporary dividing wall on the south side of the building where the inner circle and the Wyoming room are. So the restrooms that are on that south side of the building have now been blocked off. You won't have access to them. But uh, the barrier is more to keep uh, dust out, some sounds from escaping when they're doing the demo work and construction in the inner circle. Uh, You will have full access to the Wyoming room. Um, So they were able to get that up yesterday. Uh, This morning, they wanted to continue working. So I was able to find a staff member who lives close to the library to to open it up for them to do construction. But unfortunately, that's all we were able to do, just open up the south end for their crew. Uh, The rest of the building shut down. So they want to keep going on it. And I think it's one where um, if they have other projects that are outside right now, no one wants to be working outside. If they can choose something that (laughs) keeps them in Inside a building, then uh, that's where they're shifting their crews for the day. So I was able to accommodate that. I, I have some great staff who live close by that were willing to go and open up. So I, I thank them for that. Absolutely. Uh, uh, that's That was pretty good of them to, to brave the storm, get out there, make sure that this – and I can only imagine how much they'll get done today, uh, you know, with the, the building being closed. Now, this – is one of, uh, I think, a few construction projects that you've had to do over the last, uh, what, couple years. Uh, I know I'm always asking you about it, but can you remind us of the list of those construction projects that our library has undergone, and what do we have left? So we've been fortunate to have some very generous um, individuals and foundations in this community, and they've funded uh, nearly 100% of this project so a couple years ago it was the roof we had a lot of leaking at the front part and by the wyoming room water pouring in we knew the roof had to be replaced um so we were able to get that accomplished um during that time they had to change out the hvac for the south end of the building and so that's new that's what you see on the the roof it looks like a, a penthouse suite it's actually just an enclosed room that uh, has heating and ac units and then they also did a backup generator i have not and this is a good thing is i have not had the opportunity to um, utilize the generator yet so it does its weekly tests but mdu is really good about uh, power and we've been fortunate where we are in that uh, community the location they hasn't lost power other parts of the community has lost power but we haven't so we're still waiting to see what a full um, cycle would be on a, a storm or something where we lose power. And then we're into the uh, next phase. So the inner circle meeting room is um, being done, the children's area uh, for the tweens, and then um, the fire and security alarm. We've had a lot of problems with shorting out of wires on those. That's, that was originally installed in 1985, so um, those things are getting done. That's where we stand right now. Odell's working on the inner circle first. It's going to last maybe about a month. Um, and then they'll move over to the children's area. 
And somewhere in between all of this, uh, crews will come in to do the wiring for the electrical and security. But that's towards the end of the project. Now, when it comes to this finally uh, uh, being finished at the Fulmer, have you explored other project options for other libraries in the system? So um, the Story Library is uh, their uh, board went through a fundraiser. They have raised uh, enough funds to do their expansion. That's set to start in March. Um, so they're going to have, uh, I believe it's about 1,800 square feet expansion off to the uh, side of that building. So it'll more than double the size of the library uh, there. So uh, that's going to happen for the next at least six months. They, if they have to take a break over the winter, they're going to do inside uh, work. Um, but hopefully by the end of this year, the Story Library's expansion will be done. The Tongue River Library... Um, was remodeled in 2011. Uh, the town of Ranchester did most of that. We covered the cost, but uh, their crews were awesome and uh, did the work expanding that out. And then the Claremont Library, it's in a, a building, but it, it had a, an update in 2013. So I'm hoping the branches will be set for a while. Um, there's a couple more things we have to do at the Fulmer, but it's going to take a couple years of fundraising to do that. So... Yes, change is good, and it, it's, but it's also inconvenient. But I'm hoping the community will uh, like the end results for especially the story library and what the Fulmer Library is going through. Well, I'll tell you what, Cameron, when it comes to expansion of public services, I don't think uh, too many people want to want to argue expanding libraries i think if i think that's something that everybody can get behind and everybody can support i'm sure you've probably heard arguments counter to that but but <laughs> i i don't see any reason as to why anyone would want to argue expanding our library system and when it comes to expanding the library system, a while back, you and I talked on expanding, I believe it was the teen section of the library, and I got to thinking about something. You had to uh, not put in mothballs, but move certain uh, titles, move certain books back so that you could expand. My question was, how do we search or explore uh, uh, those titles that had to be relocated, or was was those title were those titles ones that weren't really being checked out anyway? No. So if you're only talking about the teen collection, you have full access to those materials. We were able to expand out some shelving units and get those back on the shelf. That happened last August. Where we're struggling right now is the um, audiobooks and playaways. Uh, we have a lot of those that are on shelving carts um, behind the desk and or um, off to the side. They're all in the catalog, so it can be located that way, but we might have a little bit more work to um, pull it off the shelf and, and hand it to you. That is going to be rectified in the next three months. We received a donation to buy new shelving units for the media section. And once that um, uh, comes, arrives, put together, all the media will be back out available. So 
Right now, if you find it in the catalog, it, it might be difficult to locate it on the shelf, but um, everything will be available to check out. We just, as staff, might have to go behind the desk to pull it. Now, when it comes to these expansions and all this construction, although it's all all great, there are challenges, as you said, that come with that. If if you were to tell me what the biggest challenge for you and your team within the library system is during these uh, expansion and construction projects, what would you say that is? It's usually in the logistics. You, you're trying to find another place to work. You. For the public, it might be trying to find a quiet zone to work. Um, there's a lot of noise that goes on with construction. So we've tried to do our best to um, time it so that not all areas of the building are being hit at the same time. And then the flip side is access to materials. Um, everything that's uh, going to be moved in the children's section, we put onto rolling carts. Um, so that we can move it to the other side of the um, the children's area. They can do construction, and then when it's done, it can be rolled back into place. So we try to make things as mobile as possible. So the location, the layout might change during construction, but it can be easily moved, still accessed, and then moved back. So I'm thinking probably noise is going to be the biggest um, difficulty for not only staff but the public over the next three to four months. I'll bet that is uh, 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 <laughs> kind of an unpleasant surprise because uh, yeah. libraries traditionally, you know, they're the quiet place. If, if you need a quiet place to study or something, you go there. Uh, and then to go there and, and discover that there's, that there's construction going on, I think would be, you know, a bit of a disappointment. But at the same time, like I said, expanding the libraries is also extremely important and something that would, uh, will just be ongoing from here. Um, you know, there'll be brief pauses, but I think expanding our libraries is one thing that uh, we should all support and put money into. Now, when it comes to expanding libraries, a lot of folks listen to podcasts. Audio books are available right there through the library. Cameron, have you noticed a higher interest in these technologies uh, with uh, Generation Z coming through the door more often? You know, I don't know if it can be broken down with age groups. I, I've looked at that multiple times, and it's kind of hard to gauge because every generation has a, a similar pattern. So I don't. It doesn't matter what how old you are right now, from zero to 100. There are segments of each age group that like physical items and like virtual or electronic. So think of an ebook. There's going to be um, people that love it and people that don't like it. And the same with hard uh, books and then audio books and databases. So I haven't found that pattern. We definitely have more electronic use, downloading e-books and um, e-audio books, but it's spread out across the ages. I have just as many um, teens uh, downloading a book uh, to read, and the only reason I would say that I know it's teens is just the age level of the book. Um, we have kids under 10 that are doing that. But on the flip side, you have 
kids coming into the building and checking out physical items. So it's not just a a genre of a, an item or an age group of the individual. It crosses all ages. People like it, people don't. And that's why we try to offer it in multiple formats so that we do meet you at your need. How fascinating is that? Uh, that that every age group has embraced new technology to an extent. And then some of these kids, you know, they love those books. And, and there is something for me that is very special about, about holding a book in your hand, about opening the pages, smelling the paper, smelling the ink. There's just something about the physical book itself. Do you remember Nook's? Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. Not. <laughs> Those didn't last yeah. very long, did they? No, everyone tried to come out with their own device uh that you download stuff on and what ends up happening is then you have a hundred different formats you have to use and you can't find that niche. And I think what they ended up doing is going away from the device and making it more of a app driven so that doesn't matter what device you have, you can still access the platform. And I think that's a smarter way of doing it. I really do, too, because I'll admit I owned a Nook for a short period of time. Um, I didn't really read that much on it. Uh, my daughter did. But then all of a sudden, they just kind of faded out of popularity due yeah. to touch phones. And like you said, them going to this app type. Of, of format so that we can all use it no matter what device we happen to have. Speaking of apps, can you tell me a little bit about the Libby app? What is this? So go back a few years and the library had um, like 3M as our downloadable eBooks and the state library then changed and we went with OverDrive. OverDrive is just a, company that offers downloadable ebooks and and e-audiobooks. Overdrive had an app and that Overdrive app worked well. But then they started buying out other companies. So then you had downloadable magazines and um, different uh, formats for audiobooks. What they did was they tried to combine all of those that so that you could access any um, item that they had in their collection from one app. And that's how they branded it as the Libby app. So the Libby app is um, still owned by OverDrive. It's still the same company. It's just you can access more um, products than you could before. Uh, so they're just trying to consolidate all of that. Um, well, that's, we now that's amazing. Have I've, I've run out of time, Cameron. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, if you want to check out the Libby app, folks, head on over to the website. They've got it right there. Cameron, thank you so much for calling in. It is always a pleasure. Talk to you later. Thanks. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Shared Media. 
as part of their community commitment, the Sheridan County School District Number 2 High School Booster Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. I have some good news. Do tell. We have a few Honda Talon 1000 R's in stock. This is a perfect match for riders who like to tackle the rugged, wide-open terrain. And we also have a Honda Pioneer 1000 Deluxe Crew. This is a side-by-side that everyone's waiting for, room for six, and the power to tackle any job. Wow, that's great. And Honda is also offering killer financing on all Honda ATVs and side-by-sides with payments as low as $450 per month. For a great deal, check out Sheridan Power Sports today. Wyo Renovation is not a remodeling company. They're a renovation company. They'll purchase your property, no matter the condition, and renovate it back to its former glory. They're a compassionate and caring company that is wanting to assist those with properties that the owners don't know what to do with or simply cannot do the work anymore. Find out more at wyorenovation.com or find them on Facebook. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's, Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. A great meal that benefits a great cause. The Knights of Columbus Lenten Fish Fry Dinner, 4.30 to 6.30. 30 p.m. this Friday, February 24th at 301 East Brundage in Sheridan. Tickets are $12 a person, $50 for a family of five or more. Dine in or take it out. Proceeds benefit the Holy Name Catholic School Tuition Assistance Fund. For shut-in delivery, call 672-0936. The Knights of Columbus Fish Fry Dinner this Friday at Rodolini Hall, where the Knights of Columbus meet. Learning to do, doing to learn, earning to live, and living to serve. This is the motto of future Farmers of America. Help them celebrate their National FFA Week, February 18th through the 25th. And learn more about FFA from the center pullout section of this week's Country Bounty. This year's FFA pullout is proudly sponsored by ERA Carroll Realty, Heartland Kubota, Truebill Builders, First Federal Bank and Trust, Range, and Black Tooth Large Animal Services. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-B.